Ladies and gentlemen, in the shower, in the car, wherever you are, thanks for tuning in to the Illest Couple Podcast. My name is Sean. And I'm Kathy. And I'm out of here. Yes, uh, I will be going solo today because Sean is having some mouth issues. That sounds weird. I'm going to explain further once he gets out of the room because when he watches me record by myself, I feel like an awkward weirdo. Uh, Sean had some dental surgery a week or so ago. And unfortunately, he's not supposed to talk. Should I say unfortunately? I don't know. He he went a week treating it very well, but apparently some percentage of these get messed up and he still just can't talk and talk and talk. So uh, here we are. I'm all by myself. I'm going to tell you about some more stuff about personality disorders. And uh, so last time when it was both Sean and I, we were talking about personality disorders and I was talking about it and I got two of the clusters done. So there was uh, cluster A, which is the odd eccentric thinking or behavior that includes paranoid personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder and schizotypal personality disorder. And then we also talked about cluster B which are dramatic, overly emotional, or unpredictable thinking or behavior, including antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, or histronic personality disorder. Oh, and also narcissistic personality disorder. So we have not yet got to cluster C. And the weird thing is, and I'm going to have to look this up. I'm sorry I haven't yet. But I wonder if a personality disorder can change. Perhaps it's because I've done so much therapy and changing of myself as I got older but I used to feel like I had one of the personality disorders and now I feel like I have another one so I used to feel like I fit into the cluster B with the dramatic one so I felt like I had some of the borderline personality disorder um, where I would have impulsive and risky behavior I definitely did a lot of binge eating um had some unsafe sex, unfortunately, unstable or fragile self-image. I still have that. So um, unstable and intense relationships. Now, at this point, I have a very stable relationship, and I'm not sure if that feeds into the change in myself. But instead of borderline personality disorder, at this point, I'm feeling more like I have one of these cluster C's. So cluster C personality disorders, they're characterized by anxious, fearful thinking or behavior. Uh, and the first one is the one I think I might have, which is avoidant personality disorder. So those people are too sensitive to criticism or rejection, feeling inadequate, inferior or unattractive, avoidance of work activities that require interpersonal contact, socially inhibited, timid and isolated, avoiding new activities or meeting strangers. Extreme shyness in social situations and personal relationships and fear of disapproval, embarrassment or ridicule. So, um, yeah, I check almost all those boxes. I I'm very sensitive to criticism, even if I know that it's constructive criticism. I take everything to heart and uh, feeling inadequate, inferior, unattractive. Yeah, I always when I'm around 
other people always find a way to feel less than and I have not been able to overcome that like I can be sitting at home and know I look nice I'm excited to go out and the minute I'm around people I will judge everything against the other women and just feel like I'm a piece of crap pretty much uh uh this is a new one for me the avoidance of work activities that require interpersonal contact well I used to be a lot more outgoing with stuff but lately at work I pretty much avoid everyone I try to just come in and do my job part of that might though be when I first started at my current job I was very excited everything was fun I was meeting new people I think I'm at the point now where I'm frustrated with my job and I don't really want to socialize, but with a few people. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe that is more of a personal change than it is my actual inner core personality. Uh, avoiding new activities or meeting new strangers. Just this weekend, Sean went to his 25th. No, was it 25th? I don't know. One of his school um, reunions one year. And I was going to go up until about an hour before Sean was ready to go. And I just decided I just can't. I was feeling too anxious. And also it was like a million degrees, which didn't help because I feel sick in the heat. And I and I was with this last one too: fear of disapproval, embarrassment or ridicule. I always think that there's going to be something that, you know, people are disapproving of. So I'm not. I'm not comfortable usually meeting new people very much, especially on my own. If Sean is there, I do better. But there's a lot of times that even when he's there, if he is with people and he's having a good time and not like, you know, checking in on me, I get very anxious. There was one time we weren't together very long at that time, so he didn't really understand what was going on. But um, his friend was having his birthday. We were up in New York and we went to like a beer garden and he was just socializing and having a time. And I pretty much had a panic attack and ended up taking an Uber back to our hotel. Cause I just couldn't handle it. I was just overwhelmed and um, I was really embarrassed and I feel like embarrassed him. I know he would say I didn't, but I feel uh, to this day embarrassed around the people that I was with there that I still talk to. I know in my mind that they understand but there's always that little part of me that feels really uncomfortable um but anyway that's avoidant personality disorder which is the one i think i have now you know who definitely doesn't have that sean he does not avoid that stuff um the next one is dependent personality disorder so that's excessive dependence on others and feeling they need to be taken care of okay crap that's also me because Sean makes all my appointments for me. Sean takes care of all that stuff. Now, granted, I, you know, do the household stuff most of the time. Most things that don't have to deal with talking to another person outside my house, I am glad to do. Um, Submissive or clingy behavior towards others. Fear of having to provide self-care or fend for yourself if left alone. Yeah, I mean, I could do it. I have kind of done it but I always have my mom to back me up and I always have had you know usually a mate to help me um being by myself was never comfortable or happy for me so 
lack of self-confidence, requiring excessive advice and reassurance from others to make even small decisions. I do. I am better at making more decisions for myself than I used to be. I used to be bad at that, but difficulty starting or doing projects on your own due to lack of self-confidence, difficulty disagreeing with others and fearing disapproval. Yeah, I don't really like to speak up too much. Again, as I'm getting older and if it's something that is really important, you know, if it comes to like racial bias or uh, someone hurting someone that I love, I can speak up more often. But in general, if it's just something like where we're going to go to dinner or what movie we're going to see, I'm much more just like whatever, just do it, you know. Tolerance of poor or abusive treatment even when other options are available or urgent need to start a new relationship when a close one has ended. Uh, that's, I think I want to start a new relationship whenever I had ended one, but I didn't rush into one. I do know a friend that I used to work with. She would always have a boyfriend. Like, I feel like she literally had someone waiting in the wings. Like, you know, she would know that she was breaking up with this guy. So she would have someone else ready to go. Now she's been married for years. She seems very happy and I'm glad for her, but I think she probably had a little bit of a fear of being by herself. So I didn't know her that well to say if she had any of these other instances. Plus, reminder, I'm not a therapist or doctor. Um, And the last one is obsessive compulsive personality disorder. So there's a difference between obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive compulsive personality disorder. I'm going to start with the personality disorder. Uh, Preoccupation with details, orderliness and rules extreme perfectionism resulting in dysfunction and distress when perfection is not achieved such as being unable to finish a project because you don't meet your own strict standards desire to be in control of people tasks and situations and inability to delegate tasks neglect of friends and enjoyable activities because of excessive commitment to work or project inability to discard broken or worthless items that's an interesting one. I didn't ha- know that would have anything to do with obsessive compulsive. I would think actually it would be the opposite, that they would want to get rid of things that are in the way, but it shows what I know, right? Rigid and stubborn, inflexible about morality, ethics, or values, tight, miserly control over budgeting and spending money. So yeah, I definitely don't have that. I wish I had a little more of that. Just joking. Um, Yeah, the difference with the anxiety disorder of obsessive compulsive, if you have that, it's more just the literal order of things and a physical reaction to it. You don't have like with the personality disorder, I don't think it's as much of a physical reaction. It's more mental and you can't figure things like that. So I was looking to try to figure out where I could find take a quiz to find out what I have. Now, the problem is. I did not find any good quizzes. I really wish I could figure out what that book was called and find it. I'm still going to try to find it and hopefully come back to you guys with that. But uh, there are some paid tests that I found that look pretty decent, but all the free ones are either for only one type and they have like five questions, which I don't trust. Um, Or they're like for all the types of personality disorders, but it just says, yeah, you might have one. You might want to talk to them. So Uh, I did find an interesting thing about celebrities with personality disorders. So on last episode, I did talk about certain famous people that had those personality disorders that we were talking about. Now, if I'm looking at this last one, you know, the cluster C, there are some that show up in there too. Let me see what we got here. So Steve Jobs, they said that 
he suffered from obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Um, and according to an article, people said that that's what made him great. So it does make sense if you have obsessive, per, you know, um, compulsive personality disorder. You are so focused probably on getting things exactly right. I am. I'm thinking that um, Elizabeth Holmes probably had some function of that. She wanted to get everything done. Well, maybe not because she just kind of went off and just let people, you know, pretend that it's right. I bet I'm sure she has some kind of personality disorder here. <laughs> but Steve Jobs does make sense. Um, one that really surprised me. And now this is just according to one source, it says. But it says that David Beckham suffers from dependent personality disorder. Um, he's not financially dependent on anyone, but it says he has shown excessive clinginess in his relationship, low self-esteem, and inability to cope with certain situations by himself. So so I was saying about David Beckham. So that's that's what I find most interesting, I think, about mental health stuff is it really doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, what your status is in life. Everybody has, you know, their things that are problems. It's really... Mental health stuff is not bias. So, I mean, if I looked at David Beckham, if I, if I looked like David Beckham, <laughs> I would think that I would not be worried about anything. Um, but the fact that he has low self-esteem, possibly, seems insane to me, and I'm sure anybody would. But it reminds me of, like, when someone takes their, you know, they, they die by suicide, and we are all like, well, they have everything. But the problem is your mind can trick you into not feeling that it's it's enough or that you are not as good as you think you are it's really sad so I really do wish that we would be a little more open about it and I wish people would talk about their issues I mean obviously some people do and I'm really appreciative that people do talk about it when they do so now, I would say borderline personality disorder. I don't want to say it's the most popular one, but it's the most spoken about. It is the most diagnosed also. So that makes sense. Um, and there's a bunch of people that have personality disorder. So I am not a football person, but maybe if any of you are, Brandel Marshall, um, an NFL wide receiver. So he played for like the Broncos, the Bears, the Jets, Seattle Seahawks, a lot of other teams. So I have to ask Sean. I don't know if that's good that he's been on so many teams. I would think that means he got traded and stuff. Oh, maybe not because he holds the NFL record for most receptions in a single game with 21 catches. That's pretty cool. Uh, He is officially one of only several famous people with borderline personality disorder. He was diagnosed and he opened up publicly about it. He actually is the founder of Project 365, which is dedicated to teaching others about mental health. That is great because I, again... We are all about trying to break the stigma here. So now Jim Carrey has never talked about having like borderline personality, but he has been very open about his struggles with depression and that he, you know, he doesn't, um, he doesn't shy away from talking about that. So most people won't come forward and talk about it. It's sad also. Now we do know Pete Davidson has talked about it and, uh, Pete Davison has actually shown, I think, a lot of people that you can be really happy with, you know, you have a personality disorder, but it doesn't make you who you are, because that that is pretty amazing to me. 
Uh, Pete Davidson is probably one of the most famous for dating people, <laughs> but he does really well. And uh, he hasn't let that get down, you know, get him down. It's really great. Now, I do apologize that this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Since I do not have Sean to bank off of, I don't really have as much to say. Um, but I'm really hoping that I can find that quiz so we can all take that because I don't think that, you know, having a personality disorder should stop you from doing anything. But I do think that knowing that you have one could help inform your decisions about, you know, working through things, getting to a place where you can live with it rather than, you know, have it take you down. So I know we spoke about how with personality disorders, medication isn't really helpful for it. So it's more therapy and the cert- there's a certain kind of therapy that you have for it. Since borderline personality disorder is the most common one, it's still a very hard to diagnose though. I wanted to talk about that a little more because it's kind of like any mental disorder. There's not really a way to physically tell that you have it. You can't take like a blood test at this point and really tell you what you have. Um, and it starts with a physical physical exam, though, so you can rule out anything medical for behavioral changes. Because sometimes, honestly, people can have things like a tumor that will change the way they act or even your diet and stuff can cause you to have more signs of depression and anxiety, which is something that... I'm going to be speaking about in another episode about nutrition because you guys have shown that you wanted me to talk about that. So, um, but they have someone speak to them after that. If there's no medical cause, you'll have like an interview, psychological evaluation and see exactly what's going on. So now the problem is there's, it's really hard. A lot of times it's just looked at as depression, you know, even bipolar disorder, stuff like that. Um, substance issues because I know a lot of people that have borderline personality disorder medicate with alcohol um, other drugs stuff like that so and yeah if you're misdiagnosed you could be given wrong medication that you don't really need Um, psychotherapy is usually most helpful for borderline personality it's something called dialectical behavior therapy or DBT So you can get that either at residential or outpatients. Sometimes if it's causing a lot of strife for you, you may need to go away and do an intensive treatment, but you can also do outpatient treatment. And uh, what DBT does is it helps you to learn coping skills and to figure out how to regulate your emotions, tolerate distress, things like that. And I know a friend who did that, that has um, bipolar disorder and it was amazing for her. And that's the thing, like, I would have never guessed that she was dealing with all that. She learned how to deal with it very well herself. I was impressed. So, but yeah, when you get the proper diagnosis, you can definitely help it out. And I think it comes with a lot of shame, even more so. I I feel at this point, depression is starting and anxiety are starting to be, I don't want to say something that people are okay with, but it's not stigmatized as much. Now, when you hear borderline personality disorder or bipolar, people still get very anxious about talking about it, you know. Now, I'm going to look for that quiz and I'm going to follow up with you guys if I find it and um, maybe even find a way to link to the book so you guys could hang out and do it too. 
but I'm just going to catch you up on what's going on in our actual lives now and why this episode is just me and it's much shorter. So um, we have been super careful and um, I think we had talked, well, I know we had talked on here about how Jack got COVID um, back in last summer. Unfortunately, he got it again this time. I got it too. So um, I had a, a rough two weeks. Now, granted, I wasn't fully sick that whole time. Um, I had like a scratchy throat and stuff for the first two days and I was not showing up positive for COVID. I was, took the, you know, at home test twice and didn't have a positive reaction. And then I started to get a fever that was getting higher and higher. Never really went above like 102 though, which is good because then I don't usually take medication unless my fever gets much higher than that. I would take it at night so I could sleep better, but not just for the the fever itself. Um, but I finally took a test and it did come up positive. Luckily, I was actually happy about it because I already feel, felt miserable. And that way, that's the only way my work would pay for me. Um, I got four paid days off, so that was helpful. And um, I still at this point, and I, <laughs> it's hard to tell if it's just me or if it's actually like the long COVID type symptoms. I'm so super fatigued. Uh, today I had two appointments, so I took the day off from work. And I went to the gym with Sean, actually, you know, because I'm, I'm finally out of the woods, you know, like a week or so. I've been back at work. But I was just so, so tired when I came back from the gym and I didn't even work very hard. So I already took a nap at like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then I took another one in the afternoon. I'm My body just feels beat. Now, that could also be because I was out of work for almost two weeks and when you walk for eight hours a day normally and then you don't for two weeks and you pretty much spend all your time sitting around or laying around, that could cause you to be really tired and out of it too. So today's been a rough day feeling like I'm recuperating. Monday was so bad at work. <laughs> like I was so tired. Um, I didn't do as well as I normally do. I'm normally pretty awesome at my job and I still met our quote unquote goal but I was like, I just couldn't push myself at all. Tuesday, I pushed myself a little more, but I'm paying for it today. I just feel exhausted and wrung out and kind of brain dead. <laughs> so we'll see how tomorrow goes. Uh, and yeah, that's what's going on with me. And then Sean had the dental surgery. He did not get COVID. And I chalk that up to us being super responsible, like, uh, Jack was better and he went with his dad who unfortunately ended up having COVID himself and from another source. <laughs> so it's crazy because Jack didn't have it anymore. And then he went to his dad's his dad had it. His dad's girlfriend had it. Um, and then Sean was afraid to have Jack come back. because he was supposed to officiate a wedding. And if he had caught COVID, he would have had to cancel. So I ended up not being able to see my kid for over a week, which was really weird, like super weird. Um, but during that time, uh, I slept upstairs and Sean slept downstairs. And then, you know, he worked from home down here. I came down to get food and that was pretty much it. Like I, I avoided him at all costs <laughs> till uh, I was out of the woods and stuff. I actually, <laughs> I felt so bad because we don't have regular couches. We have like two larger like love seats 
And they're fine for like when you're chilling for a little. For me, I can sleep or take a nap on them because I'm much shorter than Sean. But what I did the one night when uh, he went to actually do the officiating and he came back, I wanted him to have something comfortable to lay on. So I took all the cushions that they're large and I put a fitted sheet around them. So it made like a makeshift bed on the floor for him in front of where the TV is because I know he was not sleeping well down here and I told him I could sleep down here but he was like no it's fine you're sick like and I was I I didn't feel like super bad like any symptoms like coughing or any of that I've had actually more coughing since I've been quote unquote done with COVID I have been having a tickle and it wakes me up sometimes but when I was actually in the thick of things with the fever and stuff I just felt so tired and confused and the most frustrating part and I always think about um, there's that one episode of Twilight Zone where the guy has all the time in the world to read books you know nothing's there and he has all the books and then his glasses break and he can't read them and that's kind of like what it was like for me but with TV because I did not have the wherewithal to pay attention to anything long enough to like deal with it And it really sucked because I just wanted to watch TV. But literally all I had on was friends in the background, just like over and over and over. Um, So, yeah, that was how my time went. And uh, I man, I just I can't imagine how people feel when they haven't gotten vaccinated and boosted. I was all caught up on everything, except I did not get my last booster because I wasn't in an a group that could get it yet um, and I do wonder if that would have made a difference but I digress it doesn't really matter at this point um, but what I'm saying I guess guys is just be safe out there it's still happening uh, and if people aren't vaxxed and not protected we're still going to end up with deaths and you know we've, we've all had to wear masks at work again and I thought I was going to hate life and really have it be hard but it hasn't been that bad I haven't you know, it's actually easier for me to wear it at work, it feels like, than other places. And I don't know why that is. Maybe because everyone else is. And when I go to grocery stores or such, I am literally the only one most times wearing one. So, but I really hope that you guys stay safe. And I apologize for this episode, like I said, being shorter and just me. I know I am not uh, as fun to listen to when it's just me. I need my partner, my back and forth. I really miss him. And, uh, you know, I don't even have him here to make up a band name, so I'm going to have to think of one. Here we go. Guys, if you were thinking of starting a band, I think you should call it Idiotic Penguins. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, guys. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple. Illest, the, the illest, the illest couple.